Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to episode number 14 of the Secrets of Supermom show. If you have been listening along, you know that we are in part three of the book, which is the secret skills that supermoms use to succeed. So this week, we are tackling the number one problem that moms reported when I surveyed them for the book. I asked, what is your biggest struggle? And they said time. In fact, 37% said time and 35% said balance, which is essentially knowing where to put your time, right? So that means that 72% of the moms that we surveyed had time at the very top of their struggle list. So I would say that that is pretty important. It is pretty important to us moms. It is pretty important to um, us as busy moms. And so today we're going to talk about some easy time management tips for busy moms. Um, This is based on chapter 13 from the book Secrets of Supermom, and it is Supermoms Always Have Time, The Secret of Time Management. And then next week, we're going to tackle even more time management tips that are really specific to productivity, being productive with the time that you have. So don't forget to stick around to the end today, because we always do talk about one small step that you can start literally today, right after you listen to this, to get started with the strategies from this episode. Okay, so see if any of these might sound familiar to you. I just can't seem to balance it all. I wish I had more time to get things done. How does she have so much time? I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel where I've been running all day. I get to the end of my day and I am in the same place I started. The house is a disaster. I am no closer to reaching my deadline and I have to just give up. I don't know how other moms seem to have so much time because I just don't. I'm just so busy. I have so much to do. I don't know how they do it. I'm willing to bet that one of those sounds familiar to you because They were taken straight from moms. (laughs) They were taken straight from busy moms just like you. So how can we better manage our time so we don't feel like everyone else has more time than we do, so we can feel like we can get off of that hamster wheel and actually feel like we're getting things done with our time? So number one today, we're going to talk about planning to plan. So truth time, if you are not planning your time, you will never have a good handle on it. If you wake up in the morning and literally have no idea what you are doing that day, you are in a perfect position to lose time, to waste time, to miss appointments, to double book appointments, and really just to use your time poorly. So I am not telling you that you should have every minute of your day delegated to a task. No, for sure not. Please, please do not do that. Please have freedom and flexibility of time. But you do need a couple of things. So one, is you need to be using a calendar, a planner, a printed schedule, an app, an online program, something. Please use something that is tracking what you do. And now I know some of you will say, I have a planner, but I don't use it. I never can seem to write things down. Well, what I'm telling you is that you have to get in the habit of doing this because then you have a tool to use that you can constantly go back to. And once you're in the habit, it becomes so easy I know it's hard to get there, but but once you're in the habit, it's going to make you feel a lot better about the way that you're t- planning your time. And then the second thing is, so you, the first is a planner or a calendar, and the second is a plan to plan. So 
you need to have some dedicated time, whether that's every day or every week or even just once a month to plan out what is happening in your life. Setting aside dedicated time to go through your schedule means that you will not miss appointments. You will not miss deadlines. You will honestly be tracking towards your goals. So if you have a really long-term goal, let's say you set a goal that you have in a year from now, you'll know if you're making traction towards that or if you're even getting close. You'll stop double booking. You'll stop you know, scheduling an orthodontist appointment at the same time that you have a doctor's appointment on the other side of town. And you will also have a really clear picture if you actually have free time or not. Because if you have no idea what's happening with your time, it can feel like you have no additional time. But when you really plan it out, map it out, can look at it, you can tell, oh, wow, I do actually have available time and I can put in some things that I love. Or, oh, my goodness, I have no available time. I am booked from the second I wake up till the second I go to sleep. And no wonder I feel exhausted and overwhelmed. So I get asked a lot. I get a lot of DMs. I get a lot of messages that say, what do I use? How do I manage my personal time? Um, People want to know specifically, what am I doing? What am I using? So I will promise you that mine's a tiny bit excessive. I do think it's a little bit excessive, but right now it works for me. And if it's working, I am just going to keep with it. Um, Sometimes I'll make little changes, but this has been the, the process I've used for a bit now. So If you want links to any of these things, go to the show notes. You can find all of the show notes um, at secretsofsupermom.com forward slash 14. So episode 14, it's 14. Um, So you can find all of these if you're interested in looking more into them. But I want to tell you about a few things. So one is the Cozy app. Uh, This is an app that's on my iPhone. And we use this as a shared calendar for our family. Jeremy is my husband, and he convinced me to use this years ago. We have been using this for years and years and years. Um, it is an app that's on my phone. You can access it on your desktop computer as well. And then Jeremy has his, um, Kinley, who's our oldest, she has it on her, um, iPod. And as our kids get old enough to have phones, they will be able to have it on theirs as well. And it becomes a shared calendar. What it also does is it is programmed to show up on an electronic calendar that Jeremy actually built, which is amazing, uh, in our kitchen. So everyone can see the schedule for all of us. So whether that's an appointment for me, an appointment for Jeremy, an appointment for the kids, an activity, whatever it is, everything for the family is on this app. So we can see everything that's happening. Now, the reason that there's extra things here, and I'm going to tell you about those, is that An electronic system is not enough for me. I like to write things down. I like to have a place where I can take notes. And so I have always, in addition to the electronic app, used a planner. My favorite planners, I have a couple that I'm using right now. One is an 18-month planner, and that's the Happy Planner. So the Happy Planner is a kind of a blank planner. It doesn't have a lot in it. I use that. That's my 18-month planner. I use it for meal planning. I use it for long-term planning, things like vacations next summer. Uh, I use it for birthdays, for appointments, to-do lists. I, I kind of just use it as a dumping ground. And I mean, papers that I need, I store in there, literally everything, and I put that in my purse. Um, I like that it's the standard size. I use the vertical layout. There's a, like a million versions of the Happy Planner, and it, it's awesome. Um, if you if you check it out, there's you check out all the versions that exist because something might feel like it works better for you. For me, again, it's the vertical layout and the standard size. If you have questions, shoot me a DM. I love to answer questions about this. I love to talk about planning. So please, um, please feel free to reach out. 
Uh, my second thing is I actually use a quarterly planner on top of that. And right now I'm using the Crush the Rush planner. Um, and that is, and I'm actually using the monthly club that goes along with that too. Uh, but that is for daily reviews, time blocking my time and planning out my every day. So my happy planner again is for my long-term stuff and for making sure that I have a place that's just a dumping ground. And then my crush the rush planner, my quarterly planner is more strategic. It is me looking at my week and saying, what am I going to accomplish this week? What do, what does every day look like? And so that's why I have the two separate planners because they kind of meet different goals for me. And then my final thing in my day job, I have Microsoft Outlook. We use it. It's required because it's a shared calendar. It's required because we, um, we use it to, to check each other's calendars for meetings. So that is where all of my day job is. I do not map out uh, in my other planners my individual meetings for my day job. They're all there in Outlook. And that's what I'm using when I am online for that position. Okay. That's a lot. Uh, if you have questions, let me know. If you have feedback, I would love to hear it. And um, if you have something that, lo that you love that works for you, I'd love to know that too. So check out the show notes if you need any of the links. And then you can also ask a question in the comments there on the show notes page. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is to-do lists. You likely either love your to-do lists, you, you, know, you, you live by them, or you hate them. And if you love them, I know I'm preaching to the choir today. You're going to you're going to be like, "Yes, this is I love them too." And I'll tell you why I love them. But if you hate them, I want you to listen because you might hate them a little bit less. So many of you hate a to-do list because it highlights all the things you have to do. Uh, it shows all the undone things in your job or at home or both and you kind of hate that list that's just staring you in the face. Um, others of you hate the to-do list because it feels too structured. It feels too planned. You want to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And to have that to-do list feels like um, a ball and chain tied to you. So let me tell you why I love them. I, well, I'm not going to lie. I love to check things off a list. So I do love them for the purpose of being able to check things off a list. That is fun and satisfying. And, you know, having a list of 20 things and being able to check off 10 in a day is, is fantastic. But that's actually not the best part. It's probably a close second. <laughs> Uh, but they allow you to, using a to-do list allows you to get all the things that are swirling around in your head, all of those things out. It allows all of those things that are causing you to feel stressed, overwhelmed. Um, it, it, all the things that are in your head, you don't want to forget, right? So you're constantly thinking, okay, I have to remember that I've got a doctor's appointment on Friday and I've got to remember that that Jim's got to be picked up from school early on Tuesday because we've got an appointment all the way across town. And I want to make sure that I remind my boss that I've got to get out early. So all of these things are swirling around in your head. And there are so many of them that you will constantly feel overwhelmed. When you get that out on paper, when your brain says, okay, all of this is here and I can see it, you don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to think about it all day long. You don't have to try to remember. You don't have to eventually maybe forget and then have a, a missed appointment situation. It really allows you to fully focus on the things that you're actually doing instead of devoting part of that focus to the things that you don't want to forget. And so once it's all out on paper or, or in an app, how, you know, however you track it, you can also see if it's manageable. Can I get all these things done? Do I need to ask for help? Do I need to schedule something for next week or next month? Do I need to push it down the road? Is everything on my list even important? And you know that last week we talked about setting priorities. So if you um, are not keeping a to-do list, think about doing that. And then you can go to la 
last week's episode, listen to that and you can see, okay, how do I break all of these tasks down and figure out which ones are the top and then which ones can maybe be delegated, um, outsourced or, or of course taken off the list entirely. Okay. One more thing I like to do with to-do lists is actually to keep them separate. I have one for work. I have one for home for things I'm going to do like immediately. So things like meal planning uh, that I do every week, things like grocery shopping that I do every week. And then I have one list that's a long-term home to-do list. So it's things like I want to paint our kid's bathroom upstairs. Um, it is a color that does not match all of the all of the cuteness that's in there. And it's been on my list for who knows, many, many months, maybe a year, maybe more year than a year. Um, but it's on there and I just leave that running. And then when I have extra time, let's see, I have a free weekend. I can go to that list and say, okay, what do I want to tackle this week or this weekend? And it allows me to just let those things float instead of having to rewrite them all the time, instead of having to have them sit on my regular to-do list and make it feel like I have more things to do than I really do. So I hope that helps too. Um, let's see. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we're going to talk about next week. So if you are keeping a to-do list and you can figure out, okay, how do I want to track what I'm going to need to do? You can then use some of the strategies we're going to talk about next week about, we're going to talk about task batching, time blocking, really how to use your time to be even more productive. So stay tuned next week as well. All right. Let's talk a little bit about terrible time wasters. Um, what are terrible time wasters? So I call terrible time wasters things that take your time in an unexpected or unwanted way. So in the book, we have a whole table of things. And if you have the book, it's page 198. Uh, if you if you don't have the book, get the book. But if you have it, it's 198 and it's a table. Um, it looks kind of like a bingo card. And you have a whole bunch of things on there that can waste your time. So there are things on there that can can waste your time in an unwanted way um, or unexpected way, things like not having a plan. You know, if you don't have a plan, it's going to take you longer to do something because you haven't mapped it out. Uh, being disorganized. If you cannot find your keys, it's hard to get out of the house to make appointments on time. Uh, and a lack of routine. We talked about in our habits episode how having a routine, having some habits in place can help make things easier, more automatic. And so that can waste time when you don't have those things, when your routine is constantly changing every single day and nothing is stable. Um, there are some other things that you may not have any control over and you just have to figure out how to use the time best. Things like waiting in line uh, at the DMV, for example. Things like waiting in traffic. Um, and then there are things that you certainly control, things that are very much in your control, but also often can be unwanted wastes of time. And that is things like Netflix, Instagram strolling, uh, too much alcohol, things that, you know, are, are fun in the moment, but then all of a sudden we go, oh, wow, I've been scrolling Instagram for 45 minutes or, oh, wow, I, you know, had an extra drink and now I don't want to get up in the morning. And now, you know, my, my hour of my day that I really wanted to use to be productive is lost. Okay. So how to stop them? How do you stop these terrible time wasters? The first step is figuring out what yours are. Things that you are doing that waste time are going to be different, that everybody's going to have different things that are causing them to lose time. And the best way to do that is to track. So if you spend one or two days actually writing down what you do all day, so like every 15 minutes, say, what did I do for the last 15 minutes? Sounds overwhelming, but I promise if you just spent a day or two doing this, you would have a really clear picture about how your time is typically used. If you 
would like to do that and you want a template in the Secrets of Supermom workbook, um, which is at secretsofsupermom.com forward slash SOS workbook, Secrets of Supermom workbook, you can get the workbook. Um, the In there is an actual template for this. So it has all of your 15 minute increments listed out and then you can just fill in the blanks. Okay, let's talk about some easy things to get started with time management. Uh, a few things, assign your time a job. There is something called Parkinson's law. You might've heard of this. Uh, Cyril Parkinson um, developed it in the fifties and it was really um, a business release, um, specifically politi po uh, politics. But it basically means that the way, that the time that we assign to something is the time that it will take. So if we say, all right, I have three hours to clean the house, it's gonna take you three hours to clean the house. But if you're in last call and they're gonna quickly pop in in 20 minutes and you have 20 minutes to clean the house, you're gonna make that house sparkling in a fraction of the time. So the idea is thinking about this and saying, I'm going to give myself enough time to complete a task, but not so much time that I am not, not able to be focused. You wanna be efficient and focused. So if something takes you typically an hour, let's say writing a report for work takes you an hour, give yourself the hour. Don't give yourself three because it'll spread out to those three, but don't also give yourself 15 minutes because you know you'll never be able to hit that in time. All right, next is Eat the Frog. You guys have heard Eat the Frog. I, I know there's a book um, by Brian Tracy, Eat the Frog, that's come out recently. And we also have um, heard it you know, across social media, but this is actually a quote. It's attributed to Mark Twain. And what it means is that you should do the hardest thing first. So he basically says, if your job is to eat the frog, um, you know, eat, like that's the first thing you gotta do. So you, there's a couple of reasons that this works. It stops procrastination because it just says, all right, I am doing the hard thing right now. And it doesn't allow you to keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Um, it allows you to use fresh willpower and brain power. So most of us, even if you're not a morning person, you still have the most willpower, the most brain power, the most efficiency somewhere in the morning. Most of you are not going to have your highest amount of energy and brain power at like four in the afternoon. So it allows you to put the most effort that you have available to the hard thing that you need to do. And it prevents you from never getting to that task at all. So we talked about procrastination, but often you may push that off, push it off, push it off. Your day then gets derailed, like many of ours do happen. You know, many of us busy moms have this thing, have this happen to us, and then you never get to it. And then now it's hanging over your head the next day. And it allows you to win the day. If you got nothing else done, you did your hardest thing, and then your whole day turns into a train wreck, you still got the hardest thing done today. And so that is why um, it's a great idea to eat the frog. But I will tell you that sometimes, sometimes the point is to just start. So lastly, I want to talk to you about what to do when you're just not motivated. Sometimes you just really don't want to do a single thing on your to-do list. You don't want to do anything. And maybe it's because you're exhausted. Maybe it's because you're so overwhelmed and you're kind of in that spinning. If you've ever been there, if you've ever thought, oh my goodness, I have so many things to do. I don't even know how to start. I don't even know how to ask for help. I don't even know what's to, what to do. And so this, in this one, we just pick a task, an easy task even, and we just start. We do one thing and then we go to our list. We find another easy thing. We do the next thing. And once you get in motion, that momentum is going to help you keep going and help you feel productive and say, okay, I got something done and be able to keep going through that. So sometimes if, if doing the hard thing just seems like you cannot possibly do it, then just start. All right, we're going to wrap up. 
we are going to talk about our one small step, the secret of time management, one small step today. We love to share one small step. And this week, you're actually going to get two. So if you were on last week and we talked about setting priorities and you created a brain dump of everything you need to do, you're going to skip this and you're going to do the next one. But if you were not on last week, if you didn't listen in and you have not done your brain dump, then that's going to be your one small step. Because the biggest challenge with time management is that list of things that are too long, all the need to do is floating around in your head. So the one small step is going to be brain dump everything you need to do, because then you can start creating your planner, creating your to-do list. You can start, you know, with the productivity skills we're going to talk about next week. You can start prioritizing like we talked about last week. Um, But getting it all out is the very, very first step. If you did that, kudos, good work. Um, Very proud of you. And your second option is going to be to do that time tracking. So your five-minute one small step is just to print out the time tracker from the workbook print that sucker out and then make a plan of when you're going to do it. So if you, um, I like to do when I, when I track time, if I'm going to do it for two days, for example, I like to do a work day if I um, have a normal work day. And then I like to do a weekend day because those two days can look fairly different, right? Um, depending on what your tasks are and not every day is going to look the same, but it's going to give you a good picture of how you spend time, where you waste time, where you, Um, use time well, where you, you know, spend way more time in the car than you think you do, or whatever the case may be. So if you do that, uh, if you print that out, and you do track your time, I would love to hear what you learned. So share that tag me, um, or send me a message. And I would love to know. So before we say goodbye today, I have one more thing to talk about. And that is if you're on my email list, you may have seen this already. But we have something totally new at Secrets of Supermom, we are creating a program that is going to be an amazing community for moms. Uh, for moms that want it all, that, you know, those of us that want to be happy and successful and feel great in our jobs and great at home and not just to do this all alone. So you, if you already have the book and the workbook, you, you know, you're applying some of these strategies, but this community will allow that to happen together. It will allow accountability and fun and you to become the super mom that you want to be. So if you missed it, send me an email and I'll send you all the details. Um, it is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. So if you missed it, send me an email. And again, um, the beta pricing is the founding member pricing is only available until the 17th. So you've got only a couple of days left and I will see you next week, friend. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, Join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.